Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, you know when I have people on, they're always game changers and thought leaders. The gentleman I'm going to have on is a close personal friend, and he's changing the game, and I love what he does. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. Guys, if you love fitness and nutrition, definitely check out a company called Summit Plaza GNC. I was there for over 12 years, and Kumar is the best in the business, so definitely check him out. Guys, this guy I'm going to have on is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we're going to be talking old school wrestling, new school. Um, he's a great guy, and he does some amazing things, especially um, he does a lot of charitable work. And he's from the town that my wife is from, Nutley. So, Mr. Kevin Knight, what's up, brother? Hello, Richard. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Um, Because I was thinking, I'm going, you know what? I have had a lot of people on my show, and I've never had a professional wrestler on the show. And you were the first person that came to mind. You see that? I break the the streak, and uh, I'm glad you chose me to be the first wrestler on your show. I'm awesome, you know, and and I love your company. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I love the stuff that you're doing with Relay for Life. And, and I think one of the reasons I, that, um, that you've really been on my heart lately is because one of my cousins, she actually came down with uh, breast cancer and they had to do a mastectomy. And, and I just started thinking about all the great things you do with the Relay for Life in, in Nutley. So and we'll talk about that later. But I guess maybe that's one of the reasons you've been on my heart lately. So what's been going on in the world of Kevin Knight? ready to return to live action in front of fans hopefully uh this this summer we'll be back at the recreation center in nutley new jersey coincidentally to benefit american cancer society relay for life our annual anniversary event to benefit american cancer society usually takes place every spring but as the restrictions start to ease up and capacities increase we hope to do that event over the summer and then in the fall we'll be back in wayne new jersey for our annual fundraiser for the semper fi and america's fund which benefits critically wounded and injured uh marine veterans so i would love to be doing that that event maybe i would actually love to do a live episode from there Sure, that that would be good. Uh, We did it in uh, October 2019 at the Wayne PAL building in Wayne, New Jersey. Obviously, this past October, due to the restrictions and lockdowns, we held that event uh, without fans. It was an online-only streaming event. So this October 2021, we will be back in Wayne, New Jersey, 
with our firepower event to benefit the Semper Fi. So now you got to tell me, how does a kid from Nutley, New Jersey, um, fall in love with the professional wrestling? Like, like my first memory, like my my grandfather was a fan um, of you know Antonino Larocca. He you know he was old school Bruno, and then my mother got into it, and I got to go to the garden and see Jimmy Snuka jump off the top rope. I mean the top of the cage, and I've been hooked ever since. So talk to us about what your journey was like and what were your first memories of professional wrestling? Well, my older brother used to watch and he tried to get me to watch, but I thought it was the corniest thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't until one night my my older brother and older sister were watching one of the events that was televised on the MSG network, a WWF event. I think it was in... Somewhere in 1984, and I heard them, I was supposed to be in bed, but I heard a commotion going on in the living room, so I snuck out of bed as a kid and snuck down the stairs, and Iron Sheik was coming to the ring, waving his Iranian flag, ready to do battle against Sergeant Slaughter in a no-disqualification boot camp match, and from that moment on, I was hooked, so... Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik were the ones that that got me into it and then stumbled upon Hulk Hogan as the WWF champion. And and the rest is history. So that's uh, how I became a fan. And then my father would bring me to the monthly wrestling events that were held at the Meadowlands Arena right here in nearby East Rutherford, New Jersey. And that, that's, what, that's what did it. That's what so, did it, Richard. So talk to us about... You know, there's a difference between watching it and then actually doing it. So did you have, did you go to a certain school? Who did you learn from? Well, I never thought about doing it. I'd always been a fan growing up as a kid in uh, middle school and high school. And once I got into college, I was involved in radio and TV. So my fandom, my fandom was still there. I just didn't have as much time to watch it. Never, ever thought about getting into it. And it was while I was working at the college radio station and TV station. And then I was also working professionally at a radio station in uh, Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, 1500 WGHT AM radio, gold hits radio to be exact. So I, I was uh, quadruple dipping. I was a college student. I was working at the college radio station, working at the college TV station, and working in professional radio as the morning show co-host and sports guy. And when the local independent wrestling shows would come to town, they would give radio station and the morning show tickets to give away over the air. We did that. It was an event. I can't remember what town it was going to be in. It was either going to be in Totowa or Little Falls or, or Patterson, New Jersey. I can't remember the town. So they would have me as the morning show co-host and sports guy come to the wrestling events and get in the ring before the event was about to start and hype up the audience and throw out T-shirts and footballs and Frisbees and other giveaways and hype up the audience prior to the opening match starting. And I was, uh, you know, about a foot taller than all the other wrestlers because I'm six foot five. 
and just struck up a friendship with one of the promoters and one of the other wrestlers on the card. His name was Rick Ratchet. And he actually posed the question to me, did you ever think about giving this a try? And I thought he meant, you know, ring announcing or announcing because that's what I was doing at the event. I was a guest ring announcer representing the radio station. And he said, no, you're, you're too tall to be an announcer. You should be a wrestler. So that was uh, almost 25 years ago. And here we are now. So that was how I got started in my training. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the way we connected first was through uh, Rick Ratchet. I think that was one of the, you know, one, we, we were had some friends in common. Yeah, you know, he like, was um, one a, of a mainstay my... in independent wrestling for many years. Yep. And one of my biggest, you know, one of my best memories of, it was, it was kind of funny because um, the, the WWF, they used to train well, back when it was WWF. They would have shows up in Pennsylvania in the Poconos and they would stay at Caesars and, and wrestle, I think, at Foxwoods. And uh, I actually got to hang out with, you know, The Undertaker and Paul, I'm not Paul, um, Triple H. And we were having breakfast and it was me. Undertaker and and, and uh, Triple H and Tatanka, and uh, and we're all just sitting there bullshitting, and and I said, you know, Undertaker's like, dude, he's like, that's not my my name. Call me by my real name, and and huh. then you know, Triple H is like, yeah, call me by my real name. My name is Paul, and Tatanka's like, I'm Tatanka, and you're like, your name is Chris. Just shut the hell up. Huh. And it was so great to have be able to talk with mark and paul and just be able to sit down and how down to earth some of these people are they say sometimes don't meet your heroes but i've had a lot of great experiences and then i've met some true assholes it happens i mean it it could just be an instance where that person was having a bad day on that particular day but for the most part you know all the guys and girls involved in professional wrestling are are great people so you know now you obviously you started out you know at the on the undercard and then started working your way up so what was it like working in madison square garden wow so that was about six years into my career five or six years into my career june 2003 wrestling against a train who was wow before before that he was known as oh was it Prince Albert? Yep. And then after that, he was known as Matt Bloom, which I believe is his real name. And that came about as a result of doing a pro wrestling camp tryout with Dr. Tom Pritchard, who was the head coach for WWE's developmental training system for, I want to say about 20 years. He was their head coach and he conducted a camp force uh, at the IWF wrestling school. And he selected myself and fifth element Roman Zachary to be on the card at Madison square garden uh, in June, 2003. And on that same card, Roman Zachary was in the opening match against Damian Sandow. I wrestled a train and also on this same card, Tuesday, June 24th, 2003 smackdown television at the garden was hulk hogan the undertaker john cena kurt angle chris benoit rowdy roddy piper the big show brock lesnar all on the same card so that that was a dream come true to be able to wrestle on the same card at madison square garden 
with all the heroes that I looked up to prior to getting into wrestling and some of the biggest names and hall of famers in, in the history of wrestling. Now, so that was a, uh, that was incredible. Now was Chris as quiet, as intense as everybody say he was. Yes. Yeah. Every, for the most part, everybody was uh, very nice. I'll never forget. I've told this story to some of the students at IWF wrestling school, the dressing room that they put me in, which was, uh, in Madison Square Garden, it was myself, John Bradshaw Layfield, Ron Simmons, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, all in the same, uh, Chris Canyon, who wrestled also as Mortis, all in the same dressing room, because there's a ton of backstage areas in Madison Square Garden, and that was the dressing room they put me in. So if that wasn't crazy, getting dressed in the same locker room as Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper who started the eighties wrestling boom with WrestleMania one and the rock and wrestling connection. It was just mind blowing, mind blowing to look back on that. So when you found out that you were going to be on that show, you must've been in cloud nine. Yeah, we found out probably two, two and a half months beforehand was when Dr. Tom booked Roman Zachary and myself on that card. And there was really, you know, right to uh, training and getting in the best shape possible for that event so i remember it was a relief when it was over because the training and preparation to get ready for that was pretty strenuous so when it was over and then as the years have passed looking back on it it's become much more uh, special and memorable and that really opened the door for approximately 50 other iwf wrestling school graduates to work or get a tryout, or be used as an extra, or be used in a TV commercial for WWE. So that that's what started it. Now, uh, and of, of course, in everything in life, you know, everything is relationships. And you know, and you and Doctor Tom have been have a relationship for years. So talk to us about cultivating relationships in the locker room and outside of the locker room. It's very important, not only just in professional wrestling but in your business in the supplement business nutrition business and any walk of life is building relationships through trust and honesty honesty and expanding your connections and one hand washes the other and helping people out and networking it's very important especially in professional wrestling because professional wrestling unlike baseball basketball football and hockey the wins and losses don't really count so since wrestling is entertainment it's all subjective who you know and building those relationships and having credibility is very important which is why you know out of those 52 iwf wrestling school graduate graduates that have worked in some capacity for wwe I believe we've had, I've, I've lost count, maybe 14 have signed and worked full-time for WWE, whether it be on-screen as a wrestler, on-screen as a referee, or behind the scenes in creative writing or, or TV production. And that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the credibility and the networking and the trust built in those relationships over the past 20 or so years. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's a saying that, you know, hard work beats talent that doesn't work hard. Sure. So, you know, and, and like you said, I've known now a lot of professional wrestlers 
And it's amazing the work that they put into for you to put on a show, you know, putting up the ring, taking down the ring and all this stuff that a lot of people, they don't want to do the dirty work, but then they're surprised when they're no longer in that with that company anymore. You know what I mean? It is a lot of work. I could attest to that. Uh, the IWF has been around since the beginning of 1998. So we have started our 24th year. We've done 710 live events. So it's a lot of setting up and taking down a ring and preparation and making sure that the fans have a good time and also getting in shape and staying in, in, in top form. For those events, now, you know, like, like a lot of people don't realize that there is no give to that ring. It's, no, it's only cardboard. <laughs> and there's so many injuries that happen. So how do you keep yourself in shape? Just going to the gym basically five days a week since since college. I mean, maybe. I'll just take off one or two weeks out of the year. That's really it. But just being consistent in the gym, I was never a power lifter or a weight lifter. I just, you know, trained to stay flexible and stay consistent with how I looked. I know that a lot of guys that I started with were big monsters, but then five, 10 years later when they, uh, deflated or stopped taking some performance enhancers. You know, they now look awful and they're gray and they're bald and they're sagging. And I've pretty much looked the same for 25 years. Uh, never a drug, never a performance enhancer. And I just focused on, you know, mobility and flexibility and, and just maintaining a athletic look. And I attribute that to the longevity for doing this for 25 years because there's not many athletes or professional wrestlers that have done it for 25 years. So eating, eating good and getting a lot of sleep and taking care of myself and sports chiropractors help along the way also. So you got to tell me about the relationship with LaGreca because Dave LaGreca. Yes. I, I love him. Truly amazing. You guys crack me up all the time. So like I said, everything is about, relationships so how did that relationship form david lagreca who's the host of busted open a wrestling program five days a week on sirius xm radio used to come as a fan with his daughter to our live events that we held when we used to be located our training center and arena was in west patterson new jersey they've ch since changed the name of the town it's woodland park so he used to come to our events as a fan. And then when he started doing his wrestling show on Busted Open, he asked me to be a guest. And I was a guest on his show. I, I believe it was within the first week or first month of his show launching back in 2009. And I just became a regular guest on the show. Then I would fill in sometimes as a guest host and host alongside with Dave. And then he would be a guest ring announcer on our events and he would host our charity events and he'd do some interviews with our wrestlers and serve as our mean Gene Okerlin getting thoughts of our wrestlers before our big events. So Dave and I go back about 12 years, I believe 2015 when we had our wrestling school and arena in Nutley, New Jersey, we hosted Dave LaGreca's wedding.
Dave LaGreca's wedding. He got married at IWF Wrestling Center in 2015 to the lovely Violetta. And I wrestled Roman Zachary in a match during a wedding in the ring. The IWF Center was decorated for the wedding. Food was catered, uh, lights, candles, flowers, decorations, you name it. And that, that's one thing that I can say that probably no other professional wrestler on the planet can say is that I wrestled at an actual wedding ceremony. I, I love that. Now, you know, I'm, a, I'm still a wrestling fan, but now I, I see it from the other side because I know so many, have so many built, built relationships over the years. So what are your thoughts on the state of professional wrestling today? Well, the mainstream wrestling organizations, whether it's WWE or the new league AEW, even before AEW started, the WWE as a fan kind of chased me away. And a lot of casual wrestling fans, they chased their fan base away, you know, 10 12 years ago with just, uh, you know, I hate to say subpar programming, but subpar uh, programming and everything came across as too scripted and too choreographed. And to me, growing up as a fan and then getting into wrestling and being involved in wrestling for 25 years, professional wrestling was always live improv theater based on emotions and what, what was happening at the time and that's been gone out of you know the the pro wrestling or whatever it is they call it now sports entertainment and whatever it is aew does i've never seen the show i've seen clips online and it might be the most atrocious atrocious thing i've ever seen in my life and their ratings collapse over the past two months prove that you know I, I just watch the old stuff on, on YouTube and, you know, the old WWF and old WCW and old NW, old Mid-South and Memphis and Florida Championship Wrestling. So I'm still a fan of the old school wrestling. I watch that all the time. But the newer stuff, it, it's, it's you know, I don't want to be too negative against it. It's, it's just not for me. And it appears that it's not for a lot of casual fans as the, the ratings for television wrestling have been dropping dramatically over the past few months and, and years. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm old school. Kind of like, I used to love Gordon Soley. Yes. I, and and then you would have, you know, Dusty Rhodes and, and and Ric Flair going at it right there, and then they just hop right in the ring. And it was some of the best television ever. Absolutely. You know, and I always liked the guys that were great on the mic. You know, I've always been a, a, you know, Dusty Rhodes was my favorite. You know, Ric Flair, they were always great on the mic. And it seems like a lot of athletes today can't talk their way out of a paper bag. No, it's, and it's a very important component, not just in wrestling, but if you look at the UFC and Conor McGregor or Mike Tyson in boxing, building up a, a fight or some charismatic athletes in, in football. It's all about character and personality and raw emotion and thinking on your feet and saying what's on your mind at the time. And in wrestling, that that's something that's gone. You know, I'm not the only one that feels that way. There's several 
million people that no longer watch the WWE or current professional wrestling or sports entertainment or whatever it is they call that they do on TV. I'm a, I'm a professional wrestler. The IWF is professional wrestling. I will always be a professional wrestling fan. But what the mainstream wrestling on TV has evolved to over the past 5, 10, 15 years is not professional wrestling. And I'm just not a fan of so that. So what, what is going on in Kevin Knight's world? What are, you, what are you up to now? What are you doing? And please talk to us because, you know, I always like to get to know the man behind the microphone. Sure, I still do some wrestling training uh, part-time now. We don't do the, the wrestling training full-time. So we do a couple training semesters a year. It's a private training camp that's really just open to the most serious of the serious applicants who have good athletic backgrounds. And they get to wrestle on our live events and then we'll network them out to try and get booked uh, different areas across the Northeast and hopefully expand across the country, hopefully expand across the world, hopefully one day get hooked up with a major wrestling organization. So we're still doing that. And then I have a marketing business that I do as well. Uh, That takes up a lot of time and working on a number of different projects for different companies and have worked with a number of different small businesses, everything from politicians to fitness centers to orthopedic doctors and surgeons, helping out with local chamber of commerces, helping out with news organizations. So that keeps me pretty busy and, you know, I've always loved the world of marketing, advertising, public relations and promotion. So I learned a lot in my years of wrestling. So now have transformed that into a business called mar- marketing muscle. Uh, go, go you know, like most guys, like when they see professional wrestlers, like, it, you know, like I had the, the pleasure of, you know, meeting, you know, Kane. And when you realize what an intelligent individual he really is. And, and it's amazing. Some of the things that the wrestlers do out of, you know, not in uniform. So, you know, when a lot of people meet you, I'm sure that they don't think, wait a minute, this is the guy that helps out with the local chamber of commerce. So, you know what I mean? So tell us a little bit about your working with, with local, the local chamber of commerce. Sure. I've been involved uh, with, uh, with Nutley chamber of commerce for, I want to say seven years, I think since 2014, been involved with the Nutley chamber of commerce, worked my way up to be one of the uh, sitting vice presidents on the board I'm also uh, on the local college in North Jersey as well, too. And just taking that experience that I've learned in small business through wrestling and then the world of marketing, promotion, advertising, and public relations, which is what wrestling really is. It's about promoting yourself and hyping up the audience to get them motivated to want to buy a ticket it's the same as a small business you have to motivate a customer to want to get up and go into your store or get up off the couch and go to their phone or computer and order an item on your website so now yeah i mean sometimes professional wrestling and professional wrestlers get that stigma that we're all just you know dumb people that go to the gym and toss around weights, but most of the people I've come across in, in wrestling are pretty smart. Uh, you know, granted there are some that are just 
complete idiots, but you'll find that in any walk of life, Richard. So now I know, you know, in the last month or so, you lost somebody from the Chamber of Commerce, and I wanted you to give a chance to give him a big shout out. I know he made a big difference in your life and in the town of Nutley, so if you wouldn't mind. Yes. Uh, hang on one second. Wait, what? Here we go. Can you hear me, Richard? I lost my connection for a second. You're good. Good. Yeah, actually, Nutley Chamber of Commerce, we lost, uh, thank you for mentioning that, our, our president, Daniel Leone, who had been the Nutley Chamber of Commerce president for six years. It, it's a two-year term, but he did such a good job, and nobody wanted to run against him because he was doing fantastic. Uh, he passed away suddenly from a heart attack in this past September, September 3rd, 2020, it came as a complete shock. We had been working very closely during the pandemic and the business closures to find ways to get these small businesses to continue to have revenue coming into their stores during the, the closures. And Dan and I worked together every week on different video projects and marketing projects, try and spread the word about the small businesses, not only in Nutley, but in Essex County, New Jersey. And we lost Dan suddenly at the very young age of 52 years old, but his legacy will always live on in Nutley in North Jersey. And his, his passing really did uh, shake, shake the area. And he received a memorial resolution from the board of Essex County commissioners, which was very nice to recognize all he did for the community. So Nutley Chamber of Commerce and the small businesses in the area are, are doing the best they can, because that's what Dan would want, is everybody to keep trudging forward and do the best we can as things start to open up more and more each month. Okay, so now, who is it that inspired you to help with the Relay for Life and become so involved? As you mentioned earlier, you've had people close to you affected by cancer. Same with me. And Nutley Relay for Life started in Nutley about 15 years ago. And I got on board in 2012, so nine years ago, just from attending one of their meetings and hearing the stories of people that I knew in town who were affected by cancer and people who lost mothers and fathers and loved ones. And I got involved in 2012 and IWF got on board and every spring beginning in 2012, our anniversary live event that takes place in Nutley, all proceeds benefit American Cancer Society's Relay for Life. So that was how we got hooked up with them. Just, um, hearing the stories of, of people that have lost loved ones and myself losing family members throughout the year. So it's great to give back to the community. And I believe we are the only, or one of the only professional wrestling organizations in the country to raise money for American Cancer Society. And we've received plaques and accommodations from their headquarters and their CEO, Gary Reedy. So it, it's great to be recognized, but it's all about us giving back to the community to help fight this dreaded disease. Well, I think maybe when you guys come out, I would love to do a, maybe an episode 
live for you guys. Sure. Yeah, we're looking at uh, sometime over the summer to be back at the Recreation Center in Nutley to raise money for American Cancer Society again. So how do we find you? How do we get in touch with you? How do we get tickets to the shows? How do we do all that stuff? Sure, Richard. Thank you. The website is campiwfcampiwf.com. You could find all the information there on social media. We are at wrestling IWF. And for myself on social media, it's at Kevin Knight NJ. Okay. So now the last question I ask everybody, you know, we live in a very crazy world now. We got grandparents, you know, homeschooling kids because of COVID and all this. So if I ask somebody to, you know, in the next seven days to do something, they're probably never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. So if there's a kid out there like me and like you uh, that, you know, or just getting out of college and they would love to get into the world of professional wrestling, what is something that they can actually do to take an actionable step to move, start moving that way? First thing, Richard, I would say is to be in the best shape that you can be. Don't try to compare yourself now to the guys and girls that are on TV wrestling who have been doing it many years and have been going to the gym for, the, for many years. Just try to be in the best shape mentally and physically that you can be right now. Continue to improve on that every day with training and proper nutrition and really look yourself in the mirror and have a good conversation with yourself to determine if this is something you're passionate about and looking to do this and stick with it over the long haul in the 20 I think how long IWF wrestling school has been training people we started in 1999 so in in 22 years we've probably had over six or seven hundred people attend the school and there's people that quit after the first week after the first month uh, and it's not just wrestling at IWF, wrestling wherever, going to any training school. Probably 80%, 90% of the people drop out after the first two, three, four months. And then there's others that drop, stop doing it after the first year or two because they realized they weren't that passionate about it and realized not just wrestling, but any sport, activity, hobby, whether you want to be a guitar player or a stand-up comedian – it, it takes a lot of work and effort and results don't come overnight. And a lot of people get impatient and they don't want to stay the course. So, you know, you have to realize that success doesn't happen overnight and you got to be willing to stick to it. So that, that goes with anything you want to pursue. You got to stick to it, work harder than everybody else and, and make sacrifices and dedicate your life to success. I love that brother. So I want to say thank you for your friendship over all these years. Like you said, it's all about relationship. I want to thank Kumar and Summit Plaza GNC for always supporting me and for everything that they do. So, Kevin, this is going to go out in a couple of weeks, and I just want to say thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And if there's any way I can help put out, get out the word for you guys, I'm all about it. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I've done so many radio and TV shows and podcasts and interviews over the years that I actually stopped doing them a while ago because I had done so many, but when you reached out, I said for Richard, absolutely anything. So anything you ever need, you let me know, Rich, and thanks for having me on your show. All right. When you see LaGreca, tell him I said hi. I will. Thank you. Brother, God bless you. And keep up the good work with your podcast. I'll try.
Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.